What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's Word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. What's up, ladies? Welcome back. Hey, ladies. How you doing today? We are excited. We are in 1 John chapter 1. If you have not gone through and listened to the overviews of 1 John and 2 and 3 John, we would encourage you to stop this recording and go back. <laughs> As per usual, we're always saying As like, per usual. As per usual. Um, and Are so, you going to also tell them to stop and get the guide? Yes. If they haven't? If they haven't grabbed the guide, like we have um, created um, through our ministry um, a complete joy study guide that will allow you to study God's word with us and I think grow as well. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's probably our most comprehensive study guide to take women even deeper into not just uh, major themes around the character of God, but I think also mm-hmm. around doctrine and so many other mm-hmm. things. And particularly with 1 John, as we move forward in the study we really, really saw that there were admonitions ecclesially. What yeah. does the word ecclesial <laughs> Drop in mean, big Leah? $100 words. <laughs> um, yeah, these are a- applications that hit to the heart of church life, right? So when mm-hmm. we think about the context of John writing this letter to the churches, mm-hmm. right? Then the best way for us to think about how do we live this out will be in the context of the church, right? The local church where you are um, and where you find yourself. And so, yes. yeah, that'll be a part of it as well. Um, I have already heard Toshiba of women um, deciding to use this resource together. Um, and so that's something that I would encourage you all to do as well oh, is grab a sister or two and say, hey, like, yeah. I'm going through this series. Here's the guide. Let's do it together. Yes. Let's meet up, you know, every other week for coffee and just talk about it or however you want to do it. Let's let's plan a group FaceTime and do it over the phone. Like whatever works for you. But we really want this to be a resource where women can use it to grow uh, deeply with the Lord and even potentially with each other. Absolutely. And if you guys do that, please screenshot us, whether you're with a friend, whether you're by yourself, whether you're with you're a small group, like that blesses us so much. Take a pic. Take share a pic. it on social media. Share it on social drop media. It, drop a line to us. Tag us at the Urban Christian Woman mm-hmm. or, yeah, at the Urban Christian Woman. Pretty much just tag we us should, there. We should create a hashtag, but that's an offline conversation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for the hashtag Christian complete Woman hashtag. Joy. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Oh, no. Okay. We got to figure it out. Stay <laughs> anyway, tuned next time for stay the Stay tuned next time hashtag. for that. Yes, or our social media person will figure that out. That is not our wheelhouse. We are here for Bible study and content. Oh my gosh. Um, So let's dig straight in. This is how we're going to set up our time as we gather together. Uh, We are going to read the chapter in its entirety. And then we're just going to work through, um, just like the complete uh, joy study guide is set up. We're going to look at 
the look, the listen, and then live and have some conversation around that. So, Leah, do you want to read First John 1 for us? I would us? be happy to. And Leah and I are huge CSB buffs because it is close to interpretation mm-hmm. um, as well as written plainly. You mean trans- yeah. Yes, yeah. The inter- yes, translation. Thank you. Get me right. together. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is It is very close to original text translation mm-hmm. and is very plain. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty plain mm-hmm. and accessible. So First right. John 1, give it to us, girl, CSB. First John 1 from the CSB. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, That life was revealed and we have seen it and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard we also declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Mm. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm -hmm. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Mm, mm, mm. Love God's word. I know, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Bless his word. So looking um, right into these... the, the look portion, which yeah. is really just the observation. Like, what do we see yeah. in the text? This is just sort of like a rundown of pretty much facts. Right. right? I'm excited because I'm like, we've done the overview and now here's our deep dive into each chapter. Mm-hmm. Some of these things in the observation are going to be the same because this is a cohesive letter, right? It's not a narrative changing. Right. Um, so as we see, as we look in the the chapter today, mm-hmm. It's going to be consistent that it's always going to be John writing to the believers in Asia Minor. Right? Absolutely. He's giving us instructions, encouragement, and warnings mm-hmm. um, via, well, he's giving the church in Asia Minor uh, these instructions, encouragement, and warnings that we can draw from for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, in, in this first chapter, like... There are certain themes that some of them are fluid throughout the whole book, but some of them are unique to this chapter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly some of the things that we see in this chapter are the sure testimony of Jesus being um, made flesh, right? And um, that, and we know that it's a sure testimony because these individuals, particularly John as a disciple, is saying, hey, what I have seen, what I have heard mm-hmm. is from the beginning. I've even seen it with my eyes. Not only did I see it with my eyes, but I observed and I touched it um, with my hands. And I love that he um, goes really into this is a certainty. I am a eyewitness. Mm-hmm. I'm giving an eyewitness account of who Jesus is, and I am sure of that testimony of Jesus being in the flesh. And then we see uh, also this theme of walking in the light, 
We see it repeated multiple times, walking in the light. God is light. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, how to deal with sin. We're going to see this yeah. um, this theme of dealing with sin and that it is not, um, it is not something that, uh, the best way that I can articulate it, Leah, is that it's not something that is guaranteed, mm-hmm. but because of Jesus being in the flesh and because he is light, he exposes these things and he desires that we deal with our sin mm-hmm. so that we can have fellowship mm-hmm. with him. And I love that that's super clear because, uh, John, it, there's a ton of if-then phrases, yes. right? If we say this, then this. If mm-hmm. we say this, then this. If we walk this way, then this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we confess this, then this. So he's mm-hmm. giving, you're right. It's not a like surefire. He's saying, yo, this is, and, and I think I even read in one of the commentaries, like mm-hmm. she was talking about how, um, like he, his if thens were theoretical mm-hmm. or not theoretical, but sort of like uh, rhetorical because somebody in this area or in this audience that he was writing to was dealing with that. So he's like, mm-hmm. if you're the person who says this, 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 mm-hmm. then this, this, this. So, so yeah. So knowing that he's like really actually addressing mm-hmm. people in situations mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that were real at that time. But yeah, mm-hmm. so dealing with sin huge theme there yeah and then you know and dealing with sin is is what gives us our our key verse right for this chapter mm-hmm. it deals it's talking about the yeah. proper way we deal with our sin yeah yeah because you cannot um because god is holy because christ is the full atoning work for our righteousness as we'll see in the chapter that uh, sin has to be dealt with. So our key verse is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Honey, I could have a whole church service right now already <laughs> because that the, the absolute terminology in this verse is so powerful. And we're going to dig into that. But the key verse... 1 John 1, 9. What key terms do you see, uh, do we see in chapter 1, Leah, and how are they defined? Yeah, so um, John constantly, we'll see throughout the book, uses this phrase, the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And that is the same language that's echoed in John, uh, the, John's gospel. Mm-hmm. And John's gospel is getting that from what yes. is echoed in Genesis. Right. So that same language that gives us a sense of the eternality of Jesus mm-hmm. uh, is used there. And also the word, the word of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a key term that we see. Mm-hmm. And we know um, that that is referring to Jesus Christ in the flesh, mm-hmm. who was the word from from the beginning mm-hmm. uh, and who was the word in flesh mm-hmm. uh, in the in the time mm-hmm. of the apostles um, yeah. that John was a witness to. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the phrase walking in the light, which you said is a, is a theme and it's a term that's repeated. And so like what, give me like sort of your unpacking. When you read that and when you did a deep dive into that, what is... What is the best way to like define or encapsulate walking in the light for the listeners? Yeah, I I really um, sort of saw this number one when looking at the definition. This this whole idea of uh, light is rooted not just in um, in like what 
uh, what we see, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, actual physical light, right? A luminescence, mm-hmm. right? But it's also this idea of truth. Yeah. Truth being revealed mm-hmm. is light. Yeah. Um, and so um, it has the those two components from what I saw. Yeah. Um, what and, about you? Yeah, well, I was going to say there's that speaks directly to like what John is referring back to in Genesis when mm-hmm. God speaks, the first thing he speaks is that there would be light, right? Mm-hmm. Because God's existence brings his spoken word, his mm-hmm. spoken, um, his spirit brings light, his presence brings mm-hmm. light. It is mm-hmm. light. Yeah. Right? And particularly understanding what it, what, what was getting um, to the heart of in Genesis was out of nothing. Right. Out of nothing, there was already the existence of that. Yeah. Right? Like what is known as like ex nihilo, right? But what I find is so powerful that John is articulating, particularly when he's talking about not just walking in the light, but he also is explaining, which coincides with the the one prior, that Jesus is the word of life. What does it mean to say in John 1, 1 and 1, in, in the beginning was the word, right? He is the word of life. He is life revealed, as John says in verse 2. And then he, he is eternal life. So mm-hmm. it, it, John 1 and 1 and, mm-hmm. you know, Genesis 1 and 1, he's articulating who Jesus is and walking in the light at the same time because these are the terms that, that are being used. Right. So, so existing feel, yeah. existing outside of time. Right. Etern- eternality, right? So Coming the light, out of nothing. Yeah, so the light and the life, mm-hmm. like, are... It, Almost like in well, they are not almost. They're mm-hmm. inextricably connected. They are because the the word of life illuminates the mm-hmm. light of God. His presence it mm-hmm. brings it into the world for us. Right. So when you're talking about walking in the light, just to go back to that, I feel like it's you have to land in this like no being in abiding in Jesus, who is the word of light. Life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm getting mm-hmm. my words mixed up. Yeah is um brings you into the light right like fellowship and even john's duality he's always talking about light and darkness right Mm -hmm. so the light is always going to be god is light Mm -hmm. right and jesus the fleshly expression of god is the word of life that brings Mm -hmm. light to all mankind Mm -hmm. so i think that's it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah they're 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 par- they're parallels. They're mm-hmm. they're two of the same coins. You know, they they have different sides. Like I think of a coin, right? Mm-hmm. Each one has a different side to it, but they're still one, and they're they're parallel to one another. What are the repeated words that you see? Um, yeah, so we're looking at proclaim, right? We're looking at life. We just mm-hmm. talked about light. Those two words are repeated um, constantly in this mm-hmm. in this passage. Mm-hmm. Fellowship, walking, and I, oh my gosh, I can't wait to dig into this. Mm-hmm. Um, the duality between light and darkness. And mm-hmm. then as we talked about with the main theme and the major theme is dealing with sin. We see this repeated word of sin or sinning mm-hmm. uh, because this is something that, that John wants us to be able to address and deal with. Mm-hmm. And so like we have already talked about kind of as we move into 
Let's let's um, let's listen. What does this passage mean? What is this chapter? Um, how can we deeper understand it? Uh, we want to look at some of the other scriptures that point to and just illuminate what is happening here. Yeah, and what was the intention of the writer to yeah the 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 hearers and the readers of this letter being disseminated, right? And yeah. so um, already looking. We've talked about John um, chapter one and then Genesis um, one as well. Um, and it ex- it expands our understanding of what John was trying to articulate. But Leah, what are some of these meta narrative themes that we see? And this this uh, recording probably will be a little bit longer because this is our first chapter that we're doing. Mm-hmm. What is a meta narrative? Um, of scripture and what are the meta narratives in scripture? Right. So a meta, oh, you putting me in professor mode. <laughs> meta narrative, right? These overarching themes that are consistent through the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter where you land, you're going to see them because the Bible is one cohesive um, witness to us about mm-hmm. the story of God towards the world. And uh, so the meta narratives are creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. Mm-hmm. So now you know when you're walking around and somebody's talking about meta narratives, you know which four they're talking about. Okay? <laughs> you're smarter for it. Well, that's right. You're smarter for it. So knowing so these themes yeah, yeah, are, are um, going to be always connected to what we look at in scripture. And um, here in John, in 1 John 1, we see these themes of creation, right? Mm-hmm. Well, primarily because he's talking about the beginning. Right. Directly. I mean, it's not rocket science. Yeah, it's not rocket science. <laughs> and he says it in 1 John 1, what was from the beginning? Yes. And so that gives us a clue already. When you're coming to a text, you want to have this curiosity of well, okay, the beginning. Well, what was happening in the beginning? Yeah. This is going to give us insight into where John is going in chapter one through the meta narrative of creation. And so um, we're seeing creation mainly, right? Just as Leah, it just so eloquently as we were talking about looking at Genesis one and looking at John one and one, they all have the echo of the beginning and this creation mm-hmm. narrative. But then also we see what else? The fall and redemption, which means Jesus was in the beginning, just like mm-hmm. we said, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And then you go to Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without, right? But so we see creation, mm-hmm. bottom line. <laughs> we see the theme of creation. Moving forward, what else do we see, Leah, yeah, as a well, meta Well, you mentioned fall. And so I just want to point, ladies, to where we see that. And Tell if you're us. looking at verse 8, mm-hmm. right, he's talking about, uh, well, how we deal with sin, right? I mean, again— the thing that I love about the meta narratives, they're so cohesive. It's not rocket science. If you're really looking for it, you're looking for these main words that point to these themes. And so we know that fall is, the fall was sin entering into the world, like right. through the disobedience of uh, our original mother and father, Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. And so we now have to address this reality of sin mm-hmm. um, and the fact that we choose sin 
over God's righteousness, over God's authority over us. Mm-hmm. And now um, John is using time in his in his letter to address it. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be dealt with. Um, mm-hmm. It absolutely mm-hmm. has to be dealt with. Yeah, yeah. So these three ways that we see John dealing with sin are what in the verses? These are the if-then phrases. Um, starting in six, if we say we have fellowship with him and yet we walk in darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. That's one. Mm-hmm. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from sin. So there's a positive example of an if then. Mm-hmm. Then in verse eight, if we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves. Again, back to um, this contrary example, this darkness right, example. Right, We're deceiving right. ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm-hmm. And then moving again to the contrary. Again, I, y'all, y'all gotta, John, I have so much appreciation for John now yeah. that I'm digging deep into it because he does these dualities. Yes. He does this contrast of like, you could do this, which That's is light. Right. You could do this, That's which is right. darkness. You could do this, which is That's light. Right. You could do this. That's right. That was my tangent, but let me finish. Yes. If we say- And I feel like I have a co-sidebar. A co-tangent. A co-tangent. Co- co- <laughs> but, this is what I want to say as you're reading these if-then statements mm-hmm. that are, you have this one positive that affirms right. walking in light, which is walking in the truth, just like what I was saying before, right? Mm-hmm. Like this idea of light is not just what we physically see, mm-hmm. but it is truth. Yeah. And what what is happening in Asia Minor at the time is that people are are identifying their own truth as truth. So John is making these clear statements Mm -hmm. of what truth is and what a lie is. Yeah, yeah. And lies and darkness are directly connected to sin. To sin, yeah. Go ahead. So, right, he alternates between... He's alternating. He's alternating between the light and darkness. And so then the last ones, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Yeah. So he's giving us these these dualities, again, these examples, these contrasts between if we do this, then that. This is this is an echo of darkness. If we mm-hmm. do this, then that. Mm-hmm. This is the echo of light. If we do this, then that. This is the echo of darkness. Right. If we do this, then that. This is the echo of light. Yes. And finally, if we do this, then that. This is the echo of darkness. So yes, yes. That, that repeated, like, there's just so much this more to This cadence, mm-hmm. this, there's a constant cadence of if you're walking in the light mm-hmm. then this is what you you will do. Yeah. If you if you're walking in darkness, which mm-hmm. is sin, then this is what you will do. And right. sin and and this is the thing is that I think sin is like this term but it, it, that people just say, but what is sin? Sin is just disobedience to God mm-hmm. and to his commands. And John is going to flush that out in chapter two. And right? three, spoiler alert. And three, spoiler <laughs> alert. But it's it's just disobedience and rebellion to God. Mm-hmm. And we saw that in the garden. And now John is pointing us right back. Like, yeah. and, and, and I don't want to get too much into application, but mm-hmm. I believe that we have complicated so much mm-hmm. of our faith and John is bringing us back to the simplicity mm-hmm. of what is true, what is good, mm-hmm. and what is necessary. If mm-hmm. you don't have these basic foundations, mm-hmm. honey, everything else is going to fall off the rails. Yeah. So I love that he says this in John 10.10, 10, right? 
He says, a thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Who is that speaking? That is the good shepherd. That is Jesus. Jesus's desire for us is that we would have life and have it in abundance. And so John is making this very clear that if we are walking in darkness, we are not walking in the life that was revealed. We're not walking with the word of life that he alludes to in 1-1. We're not experiencing the life that was revealed. And we we have the ability, Mm -hmm. if we choose to continue to walk in darkness, Mm -hmm. to not experience experience the eternal life, yeah. the abundance that God in his very nature well, through Jesus he, Christ gave us. And honestly, Jesus, but he goes even deeper to say, if we choose to continue to walk in darkness, mm-hmm. we've never been, we, we've never known God's light. Well, come on in here. And I, and again, I'm not going to spoiler uh, us into, into chapter three, but there's so much there about... You ready, you ready for three. I'm you got to slow it down. I know, you got to slow, slow it down. down for the ladies. But it's all, so, it's all so cohesive that he's saying, no, 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 no. Like, there is no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there mm-hmm. is no way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we can say that we know God or that we're in God if we repeat acts of darkness. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. that walking. And I think, did we did we even talk about that? And I don't think we talked about that yet. But we like haven't. just the repetition of this repeated rhythm of walking yes. is a real tangible and cohesive illustration that John uses mm-hmm. about repeated patterns. Yes. Right? Like yes. to walk is a repeated pattern between the two feet. That's it. And so to look at our lives and say, what is my repeated pattern? Yeah. If my repeated pattern Mm. is unconfessed sin, Mm. is denial of the reality of sin in my life, is the the unwillingness to bring it to Jesus and Mm. to say, I got to get rid of this. Come on in here. Then we are not in the light. We are not in the light. Then we do not belong to God. And, And then to confirm if you are if you are dealing with your sin mm-hmm. in this repeated way so you're walking so your repeated pattern Ooh. is bringing it to the lord come on. to confess it come on to call on to jesus Say and that. ask for his blood come to on. cover it as it did Do not make me clap on this then podcast this is evidence that we are in Christ. We are in Christ when you are confessing yeah. your yeah. sin. Yeah. Sister, do you hear that? That is a whole whoo. I know. It's a girl running lap around the table word. today. It's a shouting word. Okay, it's a shouting word. So for our sisters who are bound to legalism, who mm-hmm. who think that you're you're not hiding nothing, mm-hmm. he knows all things, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And he's saying, if you confess your sin, mm-hmm. this is the redemption. Now we got to move to the meta narrative because yeah. you just said you just you just lobbed me, okay? Oh, yes. uh, a straight a Go straight dunk. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? 
Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. Now we got to move to the meta narrative because yeah. you just said you just you just lobbed me, okay? Oh yes. uh, a straight a Go straight for dunk. It, sis. Redemption, the meta narrative of redemption. That means that mm-hmm. Christ's atoning work on the cross mm-hmm. and his death, burial, and resurrection cleanses us and it redeems us. It buys us back to the one who made us Mm -hmm. because we are confessing our sin. He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. And so Christ has made, he has made a way to deal with our sin. He has paid a path of redemption for for us. I'm that girl, listen, I was like on this playlist for for 1 John 1, we got to have that Travis Green. You made a way when my back was against the wall and it looked he made a way. way. Yeah. Through his death, mm-hmm. burial and resurrection. That is redemption. Redeem means to buy back. Mm-hmm. And that is what he has done for yeah. us. Yeah. And when we confess our sin, mm-hmm. it is an act of resistance mm-hmm. and testimony mm-hmm. that our 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 redemption is sure. It's real. It's Woo! real. Our salvation is sure. So yes. Leah, we got to talk about this major theme okay. of what it means to be faithful that, that he is faithful and yeah. just. Drop yeah. these girl, mm. I could just prostrate myself <laughs> right now on this floor, okay? In my whole body. Who my goodness. Girls, ladies. <sighs> mm, 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 and so like that and that's why this is our key verse right here, because there's so much in it that is like this is how we're dealing with sin this is how jesus christ has worked redemption for us and this is the character of the one who worked redemption he says he is faithful and just Mm. and as i was looking into that it's almost like this is one phrase right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. faithful and just like Mm -hmm. if you if you were to make a hashtag hashtag Mm -hmm. faithful and just now it's one word okay Mm -hmm. And God's faithfulness and justice, which is displayed all throughout the Old Testament, it's mm-hmm. written before we eat, before Jesus even comes on the scene. Girl, it's come written on. in. I'm just gonna throw out some. It's written in Zechariah eight eight. Mm-hmm. It's written in Jeremiah thirty one thirty four. Mm-hmm. He is a faithful God. He know, is I'm a faithful God. Coach, I'm trying to turn there, Coach. Okay, you got these let's letters. turn there, girl. Okay, Zechariah eight eight says, "I'm just setting you up." I will bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be their faithful yes. and righteous God. Yes. That's Zechariah 8.8. 8. Right. So he has he has proclaimed what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And now that we're looking at the covenant fulfilled in Jesus, we can look and say, oh, okay, God is faithful mm-hmm. because he said he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And this is what he did in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. what he did in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so let's look at, I'll read Jeremiah 31, 34. You got 31, 34. Okay. And I'm going to turn to Psalm 103. Um, 8 through 12. Okay. So here's another picture of God's faithfulness Mm. in redemption and salvation. And this is from Jeremiah 31, 34. It says, 
no longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother saying, know the Lord, for they will all know me from the least to the greatest of them. Come on. This is the Lord's declaration. He says, for I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. When God says, I will, Mm -hmm. it enables us to know what to expect Right, mm-hmm. and he has—he has said, is "This sure. is what you will expect. Yeah, this is sure. I will give you a new heart in the mm-hmm. new covenant. Mm-hmm. I will fulfill my promise." And then, when you look forward and you say, "Okay, he did it," mm-hmm. ladies, this is a testament to God's faithfulness. Yes. God is faithful. He's been saying He's going to mm-hmm. be. He's mm-hmm. been saying since mm-hmm. the beginning mm-hmm. that He will take care yes. of our sin. Yes, and yes. He has been faithful. Yes. Yes, and then you have Psalm 103, 8 through 12, that says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in, there's that word, faithful love. Mm -hmm. He will not always accuse us, whoo, hallelujah, Mm -hmm. or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve, Mm -hmm. hallelujah, or repaid us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, So great is his faithful love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And I think this is where you're really landing is that God in his triuneness, Father, Mm -hmm. Son, and Spirit, they have covenanted themselves. When When we say that God is faithful or he is faithful, that means that he always does what he says he yeah. will do. Yeah. And when he is when he says he is just, that is a sure and steadfast promise that he will always do what is right. Mm. So what is right according to the way that God has orchestrated the 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 cosmos is that he is perfect and sin is darkness and it has to be dealt with. And he's not moving that aside for the sake of love. He's not softening Come in on. any way for the sake of love. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I will fully pour out my wrath on my own son, Jesus, mm. so that I can take care of this, so that Come you know that I will deal justly with sin no matter what the circumstances, but his provision is in his faithfulness because he's like, you. I don't want you to be the subject of this wrath. I don't. So I'm going to give you the one who was with me in the beginning. Yeah. We're back at the top, ladies. We're back at the top. Full full, full circle. Circle, full circle, which is what we were saying in First John. It's like your granddaddy yeah. sitting on the porch yeah. with some sweet tea saying, let me tell you one more time. <laughs> so Leah, woo, girl, what doctrines. Oh I got to hold it together on this mic. Okay. You do have to hold it together. <laughs> some of the doctrines that we see identified in this text that connect these verses. We see the eternality of the triuneness of God. We see the doctrine of God, right? Mm -hmm. The attribute that he is eternal. He always was, he always is, and he Mm -hmm. will always be God himself, Father, Son, and Spirit. Mm -hmm. We see this doctrine of humans, this the sin. We don't have to dig into that. What is sin? Sin is disobeying or not fulfilling the law of God. Mm -hmm. And then we see the doctrine of salvation. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk a lot about it. I mean, John talks a lot about this in the entirety of the book. We're going to see it. But uh, salvation is a sequence of events. Oftentimes, some of us may have this understanding that salvation is a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. Salvation is a sequence of of events. It's a work of God from start to finish. From when we 
confess our sins and become mm-hmm. take in new life from in when him, he calls us to from when he calls mm-hmm. us right all the way to the end where we will be glorified with him yeah. and we will be bowing before him and saying holy 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 is the mm-hmm. lord god almighty so mm-hmm. leah talk to us about this live section y'all yeah Woo! yeah live how can we apply the Ooh. truth of first yeah. john chapter one to our lives mm-hmm. and we're gonna break this down into four categories every time yeah. spiritual yep. personal social cultural and ecclesial yeah. we've already talked about some of these so leah talk to us about some spiritual yeah what are the implications? spiritual implications for this well for me first of all like talk to me it is the the actual reality of being in the light with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So the fact that fellowship with the Father comes only through Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus has made it possible mm. for us to be in the light as mm-hmm. he is in the light, okay? Mm-hmm. Amen. It's a provision only through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus alone could do it. And again, like we were saying, God is faithful and just to do it. So we can, mm-hmm. this is the spiritual implication. We can rely on him. Mm-hmm. We can depend on him mm-hmm. to take care of our sin and only him. Uh, and only he has done that fully and completely. Mm-hmm. And so he has, he has made it possible and he has done it completely. There is nothing yeah. we need to add to it. Yeah. And we can rest in him when we are in him, when we are, when we are created new by his spirit. Yeah. Uh, then this is provided for us. Yeah. So. Which means that we can have a confidence towards walking right. in the light and a humility and a desire to confess our sin yeah. daily, not one time, daily, mm-hmm. moment by moment, new mercies I see, right? To confess yeah. this desire to confess our sins right. so that we can continue to have fellowship with right. him and walk with him in the light as he is the light. Mm-hmm. And then there's, I, I would say, a personal implication, going to personal, a personal implication mm-hmm. for me is that walking in the light and having fellowship with him mm-hmm. is a say matching my do. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen Ellis talks about this all the time. Our say must match our do. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to just be hearers of the word, but doers as well. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we have fellowship with our father and not just that but that's where our fellowship with one another and that's where our joy is made complete right right that's what i was going to add to that is that the there's a real implication here that we know that we can walk into when we have fellowship with god there is uh, you can't separate fellowship with God with fellowship with one another. That's it. And we can trust that when we're walking in fellowship with God, He's providing That's fellowship right. with one another. That's right. That's right? right. This is this is there's there's like two parts of the whole. It's like not even two parts. It's just the whole picture. It's the whole picture. right. It's like looking at one. It's the whole thing. One page of a two page spread versus the whole thing. You yeah. get the whole picture. Fellowship with God and fellowship with others mm-hmm. is this complete joy mm-hmm. that God has in store for us is that we would know him and be in fellowship with one another. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that um, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. Yeah. Talk to us about some of these social cultural. 
Yeah. So social cultural, like the the fact that we go back to this, like themes of duality that John is talking about, this light and darkness. And I think that that's like real for us. And it's going to get even more real when we get into um, chapter two, Mm -hmm. but that wherever we look around, we can see the -hmm. distinctions between light and darkness. Mm -hmm. And in two, John is going to be talking about the world Mm -hmm. as a um, example of darkness. Yeah. What are the things that the world loves and what Mm -hmm. are the things that the Lord loves and right. delights in. Right. Absolutely. But Absolutely. In, in John in First John one, we see that this parallel between light and darkness is really about life and sin, which mm-hmm. is death, right? Mm-hmm. And so as we look around, we can look at darkness are the things and the places in this world, both uh spiritual realities and systems mm-hmm. that reflect darkness because mm-hmm. it is captured by sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I I, I would say some of these so, uh, social cultural right. is, are you able to identify that? Because yeah. I think we have, uh, I, I don't know, but I can speak personally for myself. Mm-hmm. I sort of grew up in an environment and in a culture where, where if it wasn't in in the church mm-hmm. or in Christianity, mm. well, then it was darkness. Mm. Don't mess with that. That's that's darkness. That's sin, hun. Uh-uh. Don't touch that. Don't be with them people. They, you know, the sacred versus secular divide is Ooh, what my, some people call it these days. That's right. The sacred mm-hmm. versus the secular. But can we discern because we have God's Spirit indwelling us? Yeah. There is an invitation to be able to. See see light from darkness, to be able to see truth, right, Mm -hmm. from lies, Mm -hmm. like these dualities of these things. This is what John is inviting us into Mm -hmm. because uh, you you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. There are some things that are that are good. Yeah. And, and that bring God glory. Mm-hmm. And then there are things because of the fall mm-hmm. of Adam and, and mm-hmm. Eve that are just fallen and sinful. Yeah. And we have to be able to separate those right. and also to walk in the light mm-hmm. and truth yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and reveal those things and be able to see that. Yeah, I hear what you're saying about just cultural. As we look around, we say, what is what is of God? Like we even think about um, other passages uh, that whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever yeah, is honorable, Philippians four Philippians, six, yeah, yeah. Um, truth, goodness, and beauty are going are inherently belong to God. That's right, inherently. That's so right. So as we look around in culture, we know that the light is where God has is shining through truth, goodness, and beauty, mm-hmm. and the things that are of the darkness are lies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Selfishness mm-hmm. and and deceit. Okay, now we're talking about Galatians. Okay, come on about? now. You see mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yes. So this is, these are the places and where Ephesians. I'm like, as we yep. look out into the culture, where, where can we identify God's truth, goodness, and beauty? And knowing that that truly is reflective of him. Yeah. Um, and, and pursuing those things is pursuing, um, you know, multiplying God's image in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then let's talk a little bit of Ecclesial because we're, we're getting to the point where we need to wrap up. How is God calling us to respond within the life of our local church in light of this passage? Mm. Uh, just... <laughs> look. Go for it, girl, because there's so much here. Yeah. So good. Yeah. One, God is providing access to fellowship with one another. How? 
How is he doing that through walking in the light and fellowship yeah. with God? Uh-huh. And and I would say, you know, we're, we're saying the phrase walking in the light. Yeah. And we're saying walking in truth, mm-hmm. walking in love. Mm-hmm. Th- those are going to be flushed out in the upcoming mm-hmm. chapters uh, even more. But that's how he calls us and invites us to experience the fellowship with one another in our local church. And this is, you cannot have fellowship with one another the way that uh, God has designed for us to experience it if you are not in the fellowship. I Can mm-hmm. I just say that? Because mm-hmm. some of us are like, I can fellowship with anybody. No, you can love your neighbor. That's your neighbor. (laughs) But your brother and your sister, and that's what he's going to go into. He's going to say, your brothers and your sisters. Mm -hmm. It's your family. Your family. And your family, you need fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I would even go. I, can I double down on that? Just Come another on, double down. Now? Let's double down. As we use the about image. About a minute and 30 yeah, seconds. 30 second double down. I got it. I can do this. <laughs> um, when you're talking about family, right? This is a real ecclesial implication. Like mm-hmm. the church, capital C, is our family. Anywhere you go where people are professing Jesus Christ as the risen Lord mm-hmm. in the world and in their lives, that's your family. That's your family. Right? But that's extended. And that's hard. That's hard. But, but listen, but listen. It's hard too. It's but. hard. And the reality is there's a difference between extended family and who's in your house. Ooh, come, come now. Now, can I talk about the local church? Now let's talk about the local okay, church. Okay, that's the family that's living in your house. Okay, come on that's now. That's your mama, your daddy, your brother, and mm-hmm. your sister, uh-huh. okay? And possibly some of your, your cousins, because if you ain't a, a black or a Latin American family, <laughs> your grandma might be there, your aunties, and Multi- some of your cousins. Multi-generational households. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody back. Because I wish. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, God. But right, so so there is this bigger picture, but then there's a call to committing to a household, okay? Mm-hmm. Can I just encourage you? I know that that's hard, but the local church is really God's means for redemption in the world and also for you, for, for yourself. Come on Not now. only in the world, but in you. Come on now. And so this is the implication is that I would encourage all of us to say, can I faithfully just root myself in a local church? yes. And we're not saying, and listen, we understand the dynamics of church hurt, spiritual abuse, all of these things. You need to begin to sort of, if you know people who are believers in the family of God, who have been faithful, um, Mm -hmm. who have the fruit of righteousness, right? Who are walking in confession of sin, who are propelling you towards good works Mm -hmm. and righteousness, right? Then then ask them where they're going. And it may not be your cup of tea of a church, but guess what? Right. It's the local church and they're healthy. Yeah. And they are family. Yeah, where there's a healthy church. And you know what? Can I just draw this parallel even further? Because we have in our in our family in the world with families broken families right Come on. children who are are in foster care or mm-hmm. have been adopted but guess what they're going into a household ideally that is healthy mm-hmm. now we know that the world is broken and that's not always the case and we mm-hmm. lament that mm-hmm. just like we lament church hurt Come on. and spiritual abuse Come on. and in God's goodness he is looking to bring uh set the lonely in families okay to bring people into places where they Come can be the where they can flourish yes, and grow and and thrive mm-hmm. and so I want that for every single person mm-hmm. want like uh, in this podcast community okay yeah to be rooted in a household family a local body that is for your flourishing mm-hmm 
So Father, we just thank you and we praise you for your very word that is living and active and is able to discern everything that we are working through in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. Father, we thank you for your word that is truth. We thank you for the life Uh, Jesus himself, the word of life, the life revealed, and the one who gives eternal life, uh, and his name is Jesus. We thank you for your uh, your very invitation to walk in the light because you are the light. We thank you that you are the one who was from the beginning. You are the one who existed outside of time. You are the one who is eternal. You are the one who always was and will be and will come again for us. And so, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that as we have flushed out your word, God, we pray that it would be a blessing, not just to to us, but to those who hear it. Father, give us a hunger to fellowship with you. We pray that. We pray as we go through 1 John, God, that there would be a, a reinvigorated hunger and fire, not just to know you, but to love you with every fiber of our being, that it propels us to walk into the light and to have fellowship with you and fellowship with our brothers and sisters in the family of God. And so, Father, we pray, God, that as you continue to work in us, Lord God, work in our local churches, work in this world, God, that you would you would transform us from the inside out. And God, that 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 there would be something different that they would say, wow, what is it about you? And you can we can point to the light that is the light of the world. And so we thank you for your word. We pray that uh, it would give grace to those who hear it in Jesus name. Amen. Have a blessed day, ladies. Thank you.